I first met Abigail at a piano bar, of all the cliché places. We were loudly singing the same song when we made eye contact, and soon we were crooning like old companions and having a great time. We started dating a few days after that, spending as much time together as possible and acting like lovesick twenty-somethings, which we were. We had been together for seven months, and I could see us being together for much longer. Marriage, even, if it came to it. But that was before Lauren. Good-intentioned, well-loved, best friend Lauren. At one point in their lives, Lauren and Abigail were inseparable. But like most things, that changed over time. Their families moved away from each other to much protest from the girls, and they tried to keep in touch, but life got in the way. When Abigail got the email from Lauren saying that she wanted to catch up, it came as a complete surprise. Lauren said she wanted to spend the weekend together like old times. Her great aunt was going to let them use her country home while she was on vacation, and it was only a two-hour drive away. Abigail was excited, but reserved, since she wasn't sure if they would be able to pick up from where they left off. She asked Lauren if I could join her, and Lauren said yes, that it would be a great opportunity to introduce the boyfriends. We left the following Wednesday. Pulling up to the house, we were greeted by Lauren waving enthusiastically by her car as a man carried luggage inside. I parked, and as I motioned to get the bags, Abigail jumped out. She ran up to Lauren and gave her a hug, and they both squealed with delight. Looking at them together, you'd be forgiven if you thought they were sisters. They had an infectious energy as they adopted old mannerisms that only close friends share. The laughs were quick. I grabbed our things as Abigail introduced me. Lauren smiled warmly and stuck her hand out before realizing mine were full. I shifted a bag under my arm before she could change her mind and shook her hand. The three of us walked towards the house. It was an old pale blue two-story country home that had seen better days and was certainly weathered, but overall in good shape. We stepped onto the porch and the screen door opened. The man from earlier held it for us as we walked in and introduced himself as Yuri. He was a head taller than me and handsome. I won't lie and say my ego wasn't threatened for a moment. We walked up the stairs directly in front of the door and Lauren showed us our room. It was small, just a full-size bed and nightstand adorned with a desk lamp and a dresser. She apologized and said that it was the only other usable room besides the master, which her aunt insisted she use. We told her it was completely fine and I dropped the bags onto the bed. There are some beers in the fridge, Yuri said peeking around the corner. He was already holding one that was mostly drained. Sounds good to me, I replied. I gave Abigail a kiss on the head and walked down to the kitchen with Yuri. I wanted to let them have time alone to catch up, and I was ready to relax after the drive. I talked to Yuri about the usual mundane things when you're trying to get a feel for a new person. He was a relaxed guy, and as we started getting into sports, Lauren walked in wheeling a cooler. I was thinking we could go to the spring and cool off, she said as she nestled beers into the ice. We agreed that it sounded fun and left to get changed. Abigail left the bathroom as I reached the door to our room. She was already wearing her one-piece swimsuit and was pulling her hair into a ponytail. Your trunks are in the red bag next to the bathroom stuff, she said. Thanks, babe, 
I replied. I pulled the bag out and quickly changed clothes. Lauren and Yuri were waiting for us by the front door. Yuri asked if I could help him carry some folding chairs, and I obliged. We walked and joked, the girls in the lead. Yuri was a contractor, and Lauren a data analyst for an energy company. We swapped job stories as we picked our way through the tall weeds at the edge of the yard line. I made a comment about snakes, and Lauren said she'd seen plenty before, but once we get to the trail, we'd be all set. I took her word for it, but kept a wary eye on the ground with every step. Soon we were at the tree line, and a well-trodden dirt path was a welcome respite. We followed its curves, and soon the house was out of sight. An open, shaded area was our destination, a ring of old, tall trees around its perimeter. A small crater lay in front of us, like the result of a sinkhole years past. We put down our things and peered over the edge. The spring water was crystal clear, soft ripples running constantly over the surface. It was deeper than it looked at first glance, and about the size of a large above-ground pool. Yuri opened a beer and sat in a chair. Who's first? he asked. Lauren kicked off her shoes and jumped in. As soon as she surfaced, she cheered for Abigail to join her. Abigail looked at me and said, after you, to which I replied, ladies first. She jumped in next to Lauren, splashing her face. She popped up quickly and shouted that it was freezing. Lauren laughed and said that she may have forgotten to mention that part. Abigail called out that it was my turn now. I shrugged and dove in. Freezing was the correct word to describe it. My entire body tensed as soon as I went under, and it took a second before I could right myself. I came up and sweared, wiping the water from my face. They laughed, and we goaded Yuri into joining us. He put down his beer, strutted to the edge, and dove in head first. It was much more graceful than any of us had achieved. He came up next to Lauren, seemingly unfazed about the temperature. He takes cold showers, Lauren said, faking spite and playfully splashing at him. We treaded water for a few minutes before a majority vote was passed to get out and warm up. Refreshed, we relaxed and drank. It wasn't long before we were all starting to feel pretty good, and decided to go back to the house to break out the hard liquor. As we were packing up, Abigail wanted to take one more dip in the water. She dove in and swam a lap before getting out. I handed her a towel as she wrung out her hair. Wasn't as cold the second time, she said. We left and trekked back to the house. By the time the sun went down, I was towing the line of being completely drunk. Music was playing quietly from someone's phone while we were winding down. I saw Abigail nodding off, and I was glad in a way since I was ready for bed but didn't want to be rude to our hosts. Yuri had his head back on the couch, and Lauren was snuggled up next to him, idly rubbing his leg as she stared at nothing. I stood up and stretched dramatically, then suggested we should get to bed. A round of murmured agreement later, and we were all shuffling up the stairs to our rooms. As soon as the door was closed, Abigail collapsed onto the bed and hugged the pillows. I turned the light off and nudged her to the side playfully. She moved and we assumed our usual cuddle positions before drifting off. I woke up late the next day. I rolled over and put my arm around her, 
giving her a soft squeeze. Hey, I said quietly, are you up? She sighed. We should probably get up, I said. Or not, she said, sliding her arm under the pillow. I kissed the back of her head and stretched before rolling out of the blankets. I'm getting up, I mumbled as I half staggered to the door. I couldn't tell what time it was, but I knew we had missed breakfast for sure. I brushed my teeth, and when I came back into the room, Abigail had sprawled out to take up the entire bed. I changed into some shorts and an old shirt before going downstairs. The empty bottles from the night before were lined up on the counter. I opened a few cabinets before I found the bowls, then took a box of cereal out of the pantry. There was a lot to drink, but certainly not a lot to eat, and I had a feeling we would need to draw straws to find out who was going to make the journey into town for the next day's worth of groceries. I poured a bowl and opened the fridge. No milk. My shoulders slumped in defeat as I realized I needed to pour the cereal back into the box. I had carefully upended the bowl over the bag when I heard dripping. I looked over my shoulder and saw Lauren standing just inside the kitchen. She was soaking wet, wearing a loose white undershirt with no bra underneath. She had a relaxed smile. Oh, I, uh, sorry, I stuttered as I looked away. Do you need a towel or something? She didn't say anything. Did you want some breakfast? I motioned towards the cereal. We're out of milk, but I think... Where's Abby? She asked kindly. Oh, I think she's getting up right now, I said, hoping it was true. I still didn't want to look back at her. I was feeling more and more uncomfortable with each second. Where's Yuri? I asked. He went to town, she said. Early morning dip, huh? I asked. She chuckled. She still hadn't moved, and the puddle of water beneath her was slowly moving over the floor. Babe, want some breakfast? I called out loudly. Footsteps creaked down the stairs, and I felt relief. I wasn't equipped to handle the situation at hand and would gladly retreat somewhere else while Abigail took over. Why do you want to swim? She asked groggily, still wearing her night clothes. She stopped at the bottom of the stairs and looked at Lauren, who faced her and allowed me to look back. I waited for Abigail to say something about the scene. I cleared my throat and sniffed loudly, to no reaction. After a few beats, Abigail said, All right. Are you sure? I asked, with more than a little trepidation in my voice. She looked at me sweetly. Yeah, I'm sure, she said. You can come, too. I didn't know what to say. Red flags were thrown from every conceivable angle. I swallowed. I'm all right, thanks. I managed meekly. I'll check on you in a bit. Okay, she said. Laura nodded approvingly and turned toward the door. She walked out and Abigail followed listlessly. The door closed behind them and I stared at it in disbelief. What the hell was that? Maybe Lauren and Abigail had been more free-spirited than I thought. Or maybe Lauren wasn't sober, and Abigail went along with her to make sure she was fine. There was something off about the whole situation, no doubt. I was trying to decide what I would say when they returned, when the door opened and Abigail walked into the house. 
She was dripping wet. I looked at her and laughed softly. Babe? I asked. She stared at me. Then her mouth turned up into a smile. You have to see something, she said. What is it? I asked, guarded. A surprise. Something that I know you'll love, she asserted. I'll go grab some towels, I said, starting toward the stairs. She stopped me. You don't need to. There isn't enough time to wait, anyway. We need to go back now or you'll miss it. She stepped up to me and put her arms over my shoulders. You'll love it, I promise, she said. Curiosity got the better of me, and before I knew it, we were walking through the tall weeds en route to the spring. When we arrived, the only thing I could see were Yuri's shoes near the edge. I stopped, wondering what exactly was going to happen. Abigail didn't seem to notice that I was no longer directly behind her and continued forward. She reached the edge and kept walking, falling into the water face first with a loud splash. I hurried over to make sure she was okay. Peering down, I saw everyone in the water. Yuri, Lauren, and Abigail, all looking up at me, grinning. Come on in, Abigail called out. It's down here. You can't see it from up there. And trust me, you need to see it. Something was wrong. I'm good up here, I replied. I'll check it out from the other side and head back to get you guys some towels. I motioned in the general direction of the house. I don't really feel like getting wet. Honey, you need to hurry, Abigail said, her cheery disposition faltering, then failing. Her eyes narrowed slightly, and her voice was quieter. You're wasting my time. Everyone's time. Now get in. I was taken aback. Before I could respond, the full abnormality of what I was seeing sunk in. When I dove in the day before, the water was deep, at least deeper than I could touch. Abigail and Lauren were both shorter than me. All of them had their heads above water and their arms pinned to their sides, legs straight down. They weren't treading to stay afloat. Are you standing on something? I asked. I took a half step back. Stop being a bitch and get into the water, Lauren snapped. Water leaked from her mouth in small trickling streams. What the hell? I interjected. I took another step back, my heart racing. Why are you so pissed? Yuri narrowed his eyes coldly. Just get into the fucking water he growled. It works best when you do it yourself, but we'll make you if we have to. He slowly rose up as he spoke. His shoulders, then chest, and finally his waist, all above the water. There are already three good ones. We can find a use for a defective fourth. I turned and ran. A large splash echoed through the trees behind me. Pounding footsteps followed and I could hear water being flung into the flora. I didn't have time to think about anything other than getting back to the house. I needed to get away from whatever the hell those things were. I needed to find out what happened to Abigail and get her out of there 
I slammed the door and turned the lock right before a heavy wet thud rattled the door in its frame. Water leaked in from below, joining the puddles left earlier. I braced my back against the door as another slam hit, banging my shoulders. Yuri was yelling in anger. I looked around frantically. I needed a weapon, something to barricade the door with. The knife block was too far away. I wouldn't get there in time before the door caved. Another slam. Abigail ran past the kitchen window. She was heading around the side of the house. A thought occurred. There must be a back door. I hadn't seen the whole house while we were here. It was entirely possible. I chastised myself for being so stupid. Another slam. Movement caught my eye and I looked back at the window. Lauren was standing outside, water streaming down her face. Everything went quiet. I stood braced against the door. A soft creaking sent shivers down my spine. I swung my head around to the hallway. The drenched form of Abigail stepped through the doorway at the end. I bolted up the stairs as she came at me. I grabbed the small table at the top and pulled it down behind me, causing her to stumble and buying me precious seconds. I ran into the bedroom and locked the door and slid the dresser in front of it. The knob rattled and the door shook. I knelt down and pushed my shoulder into the dresser. I was trapped. Abigail screamed in rage as she relentlessly threw herself against the door. It was solid and held, despite the groans of the hinges. I don't know how long I stayed in that position, but by the time my legs gave out and my back was screaming in pain, the sun had started setting. A puddle made by the steady flow of water beneath the door lapped at my feet. I knew she was still out there. I could hear her occasionally pacing the hallway. I straightened my back, wincing. My plan was to go to the window and see if there was a way to shimmy down or something that could cushion my fall. That plan immediately fell apart when I pulled the curtains back and peered out to see Lauren and Yuri staring up at me from below. Yuri was rocking his head side to side as if listening to music and keeping rhythm, while Lauren was pulling small handfuls of hair out of her scalp and dropping them to the ground next to her. More water trickled down with each small section removed. I let the curtains close and backed away from the window. I had to think of something, anything, but I couldn't. I sat on the edge of the bed and buried my head in my hands. Oh God, Abigail, I'm so sorry. I should have been with her when she went. I knew something felt wrong, but I let her go. There was a soft knock on the door. Felix? asked Abigail. Her voice was calm and sweet. My heart leapt to my throat. It was like she hadn't changed at all. Memories flooded my mind, of her and I, and I reeled. You have to let me in. Please. What are you? I replied in a half-whisper. You need to trust me and let me in, she said. I can't, I replied. It's not you anymore. Please open the door, she quietly begged. 
Tears ran down my face. Go away, I managed. She kept asking in refrain as water pulled around my feet. It seemed to be reaching up at me, trying to flow against gravity. As she continued her plea, I covered my ears, but realized that the sound of her voice was coming from inside my head. I tried to yell, but she was the only thing that I could hear. I openly sobbed, screaming into a soundless vacuum. After a small eternity, I knew. I knew that there was only one way out, one true end for me. But if it was going to happen, it would happen on my terms. I rose to my feet and grabbed the end of the dresser, nudging it back to the wall. I placed my hand on the doorknob and took a breath. Abigail, I love you, I said shakily. I'm so sorry that I couldn't save you, that I couldn't help you. I opened the door. Please forgive. That was all I was able to manage before the thing that was once the woman I loved lunged forward and engulfed my body and mind in a final embrace. Thank you.